All right. Do I sound okay? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had a little logo on the bottom that said your microphone was off. Yeah, no. Well, I, I wasn't hearing my reference through my mm. deal. And that is it was uh, like off-putting. It's like Andy is malfunctioning. Totally. Blaming celebrity cameos on <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I haven't had my um, appropriate dose of methanepathine. <laughs> uh, what was the? Oh, dude, you got to go to the oil can for that. Yeah, yeah, the oil can. Uh, oil can, Boyd. Uh, the season has started. Uh, nepathine, I think, is the uh, pronunciation. Oh, is it? This is like our new Famoyiwa, uh, which I've gotten much better at. Um, yeah, I was invited to a question and answer thing with Rick Famuiwa. Shut up! <laughs> I, Shut I got an invite. I couldn't attend. Ricky was doing a question and answer, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I learned his name just in time." <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell Rick Famuiwa that I can't make it, uh, but tell him I did practice his name for a month. <laughs> it only took us six episodes to get Bamoyiwa correct. But I mean, he could argue that it took us three years. Totally. I, I yeah. And I don't have a rebuttal. If that or if the question and answering turned against me, and he was like, So why did you and Andy take so long to learn my name? I'd be like, Ooh, oh, about that. You didn't, we never got the Venmo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until we got that. The Paley Center had a thing where they had him and they had um, Katie Sackoff, which I was like, okay. what a perfect opportunity to ask her about helmet hair. <laughs> I was just going to say, Lord man, have mercy. Yeah. This is, I, like, this is like ripped from the headlines. <laughs> yeah. John Favreau was there. And so was uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And they were not taking any questions on Star Wars. That's not true. That, it was only Star Wars. It was a Mandalorian meeting. It was one of those like for your consideration things, but that would be like that would be going on tour and not playing any of your old album, uh, old songs. Only the only oh, the you mean ones. being Bob Dylan? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would love it if they got there. Like, oh, we're here for the art, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dave Filoni was there. <laughs> of course he was. Which I have a I have a question for him that I'm not allowed. I don't think I can ask him to his face. Oh yeah, which is. Can I what's trust with, you? What's up with Star Wars Maverick? Can um, I trust you? You know, like that's all it is. I've been fooled by this before. Oh, I guess I I guess I I I was curious how today was gonna go. I told I told Lisa I may be uh arguing with Aaron for the next uh 90 minutes. <laughs> I set aside the time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that called me today or that I talked to in any way, shape, or form, I had to be like, listen, are you either going to have to be all right with spoilers or you're going to have to get off the phone with me because I have emotions. <laughs> and if, uh, if, if Star Wars is about anything, it's, it's about, about TikTok stars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's about celebrity cameos like The Muppet Show. <laughs> oh look at our janitor over there is that judd hirsch playing the janitor 
So, I mean, now that I said that, if Judd Hirsch shows up the next episode, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> All bets are off. I thought yeah. after starring yeah. in Neverending Story 3, Jack Black was going to be done with this kind of stuff, but absolutely not. No, no. And and I was going to say, you know, at the beginning, I was going to say this. These cameos were the best cameo secrets kept since Luke Skywalker. Uh because I, you know, none of us saw, or I, I should say, regardless of how you feel about this, I don't think anybody saw this coming other than somebody that was on the set, right? Like, I'm pretty sure they did it. I'm pretty sure the gas guy is like, is that Lizzo? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I can't be Lizzo. What's up with the whole of the flute music? Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I guess that's in the writer. Uh <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do appreciate the most Scooby-Doo of all the episodes ever. Yeah. Does come off like the Harlem Globetrotters appearing on Scooby-Doo. Totally. It was <laughs> it was it was like a it was like a greatest hits kind of a thing for me. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I don't want to go too far into that. But, you know, like it's a little, you know, a little bit of X-Files, a little bit of uh, a, l- a little bit of um Law and Order, which we make up our uh, joke about the needing yeah. to use the Law and Order sound. We really got Boom. like, you know, yeah, you know. Oh, this was directly a Law and Order episode. If I didn't know who the director was, I'd be like, oh, they got a director from Law and Dick Order Wolf. to do this. Yeah, <laughs> Dick clearly, clearly Dick Wolf. <laughs> Dick Wolf directed this episode, clearly. <laughs> that explains all of it, including the yeah. casting. It's Guys, not are you ready? Dallas Andy? Howard. <laughs> Is this the way? Yes, we've reached chapter twenty-two. It's yeah, story storylines for hire. <laughs> it's called Guns for Hire, Andy, because this is a show made in America for Americans. <laughs> chapter twenty-two, episode right. six, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, I don't get that wrong. No. Okay, good. She hasn't sent me the memo either. <laughs> we, she we wasn't had a question an, and answer. No, she, we haven't had an episode from Bryce Dallas Howard since uh, chapter 11, which was The Heiress, which was our was the introduction. First episode, yeah, of The Night Owls. Yeah. And she of, is all about The Night Owls. And of Corrin's just not being trustworthy people and um, right. Mon Calamari in. Um, <laughs> in cardigan sweaters uh all sorts of stuff but yeah yeah she went to marshall's and got the long camera the, the sweater <laughs> i was i was straight at the, was it i didn't want to set you off on a ross tangent so uh, <laughs> yeah no that was i like that i like that touch of uh sweater but she's yeah. back and she's back with a love story between yeah. two squid creatures she loves an alien love story. We got she does the love frog. Story. We got the we got the frog lady. <laughs> yeah, she the, made an the, appearance. You know. Yeah, yeah. But so there was a. Uh, it was funny because, like, you know, you see the little intro picture. Yeah, and it's just a creature with a squid's head, and you're like, <laughs> that makes sense. And then, like, and the episode starts with her being like. Oh, we are good with the Mon Calamari now. You know, they're like, we know you're in love with one. And I was like, what kind of Jerry Springer start to this episode am I on? 
little did I know that was the least weird thing I was going to have to endure. I was just going to say you, you, <laughs> you start out weird and you think, wow, this is uh, not what I was quite expecting. I did love, uh, there is a little line where she um, sort of apologizes for speaking in base, her skills in speaking basic. Basic is uh, English in the Star Wars universe. Um, not like, you know, somebody who likes, um, you know, pumpkin spice lattes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> you can hear about basic people in Lizzo's music, which will be featured later on in this episode. All right. Good to know. But yeah, so there's this like nod of of like, oh, we weren't aware that we should be paying any tribute. Um, you know, if you you know, if that's an implication, I apologize. I'm not, you know, used to speaking in basic. Thought that was a little bit of an interesting like apology yeah. kind of a deal. Which and they're I hiding in plain sight. Um, I did see Screen Crush. He had a great uh, Easter egg catch. Which is? The Mon Calamari is the same nobleman's son that's in episode oh, one. Yes, when they yes, had the yes, puck. yes, yes. Yeah, when they had the bounty puck to be like, this yep. Mon Calamari, they're looking for it. The son's gone missing. Yep. He's now surfaced three seasons later. Isn't that a deep cut? Love it. That's I love it. Yeah, that's what that. we do the show for. Just yep. that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. They're referencing themselves way earlier in just an off comment. And now that Mon yep. Calmari's here and he's immature and he's insecure <laughs> and it's perfect. It is. And then she weirdly touches his face with her face. Yeah, the tentacle, the 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 Davy Jones tentacles. That was uh yeah, that was a definitely weird moment right there. Which uh, just for our listeners. There's a Skittles commercial that I love. If you Google Skittles commercial beard, <laughs> the guy's got a beard that reaches out and touches a person's face in that same fashion. And I find it hilarious. So there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a good way to start the episode, I think. To be like, look, she's hiding her Mon Calamari boyfriend. Yeah. And now he's being turned over. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, why don't you just, okay, here, go back home. I'll just pick you up from your house. You yeah. know, like the night owls are just an Uber at this point. <laughs> They're just doing their job. They just want to transport them back enough to get their money. I've played yeah. crazy taxi, you know, like. <laughs> Shout out but to we Danny, also get to see the favorite game of uh, <laughs> Danny's, one of Danny's favorite games, by the way. <laughs> oh, is it? We also get to see the resurfacing. Yeah, it is. Danny loves Crazy Taxi, um, who a, a frequent contributor and supporter of the show through uh, various Venmo slash uh, <laughs> slash contributions through PayPal, etc. I hear that he's actually rate reviewed and subscribed to us on multiple platforms. He, he has, and we always <laughs> do appreciate when you rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, please know that um, you can always we will always accept notes uh, in the memo section of a Venmo payment. Uh, at That's Aaron true. Marsh. That's the best way to give me notes. <laughs> Especially the negative ones. We're like, hey, maybe watch the cartoon before you start a podcast. You know what? Maybe start a Venmo before you start a comment. You know, totally. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and so, Aaron, you said we were seeing the resurfacing of and I think I know where you're headed with this resurfacing. The resurfacing of Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Is that what you're going to mention? Or were you going to mention Axe Wolves? I was going to mention Axe Wolves and um, Cusker Reeves. Mercedes, Mercedes uh, Vernado. 
is her mm-hmm. not WWE stage name. Well, Mercedes Money is her now Japanese wrestler name because she quit WWE. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Good there, for her. There you go. Yeah. So Casca Reeves, which we would recognize from Chapter 11. Which you would not uh, recognize from recent episodes of WWE because she hasn't been on in almost totally. a year. Totally. All right. And then Axe Wolves. Axe Wolves Ax in Wolves. the captain's chair. Yeah. Apparently he's the captain of the Night Wolves. Yeah. Doing the, the big business. I'm not sure if that light freighter they're on is Moff Gideon. No, it is. 100%. Okay. No, 100% none is? Of the, none, of, none of the other shows are calling it out. It's 100% Moff Gideon's light freighter uh, or light cruiser. I love that. I love that even more. I heard people report both sides of the tale. Yeah. And I am down to say that is Moff Gideon's light cruiser reported uh-huh. by Andy. Totally. 100%. And if you're Moff Gideon, you're like, I don't know. My light cruiser's out my in my driveway. I don't see no night yeah. owls in it. Let us know. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you if you if you want to let us know about that, too, uh, let us know what's up with the the embedded best car in your in your in your uber yeah, no, you I, yeah I, I do have some questions about the best car uh <laughs> but you know just give a little shout out i got at this point i sat back and went oh good and i know so i was expecting a full-on night owls episode like last week i finally got the yeah. pirate episode yep Ta-da! that is not what i got no it is not at all what you got <laughs> no i did not get that at all <laughs> I got bookended with the night owls, but in the middle, there's a whole nother story that I actually did enjoy. I don't know. Did you enjoy it before we get yeah. too far into it? Okay. Yeah. So it like, was fun to be had. I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly had fun. Uh, yeah. You know, like I, in essence, but being a star Wars fan is not about having fun, Andy. No, it's about complaining. It seriously. It's right. <laughs> but yeah, as a star so we, Wars fan, I sit down and I just get ready to grump out. But it was we got this cool, you know, we got this cool sort of uh, out of left field love story. We get the Mandalorians. Basically, uh, there, there is a little bit of a nod here that I think is moderately interesting to play, which is X-Wolves and Cusker Reeves. When they were behind Bo, they were righteous warriors. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't particularly have nice things to say to Boba Fett or to Din. When it came to their profession of choice at the time, which was bounty hunting. And now we here we are. And when they're bounty the, hunting, when the shoe is on the other Moff Gideon's light cruiser, uh, it's totally fine to be like, yeah, if the price is right, we're going to bring you in. Uh, yeah. So we got these bounty we, pucks. Let's cash them. Yeah, let's cash these in. So and then we end up in um, Plazier 15. Which yeah, is Plaza one of the, one of the benefits. Cool. Yeah, as I say, one of the benefits of having a gigantic universe is you can just create a whole cloth new world out of nowhere and make it. Which sometimes makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you mad when you realize how much time we've spent on Tatooine. Um, when you're like, we could be creating these like other places. Uh, it also makes it a lot harder for you to be like, oh yeah, it's like that one time they went to this planet on this thing in this episode. Which but, is what um, I love. Yeah. And that's the point is that I like, I want to see all the Easter eggs and references. So I'm like, oh, a new planet. Great. Yeah. No Easter yeah. eggs. No, yeah. no, they did me right. And they were like, no, you know what? You're not going to park outside the city and grump out. We're going to bring you all the way in. We're taking over yeah. the controls of your ship, which yeah. I would have thought if something had that kind of control, 
that Mandalorians, specifically bounty hunters, would be used to people just yes. taking them in. Yeah. You know, and they seem I, kind of like that was new ground to them. I, and, and it is it was kind of a weird deal because I don't think we've other than tractor beams in you know, yeah. a new Ho- a new hope. We haven't really seen anything like that. You know, we get at the beginning there, we get in essence. Um, I love how there's like there's there's an undercurrent in a lot of this season three of like we're going to we're going to basically make it feel like you're at Disneyland. Uh, and so they, you know, like, welcome to Plus Year 15. And, you know, it's the, it's exactly the kind of, you know, grand new uh, post or, or modernist kind of a deal. And then all of a sudden it turns slightly evil where it's like, oh, we've seized control of your ship and we'll be putting you oh, yeah. in oh, order. Much like Disneyland, <laughs> where you're like, hey, it's really happy when you stay on the trail. Yeah. But if you jump over any tiny fence, we are going to show up and tell you to get right back on the trail. Totally. And and this is this is basically the high tech equivalent of the guy with the flashlight and the orange cone at the end who's waving you into a parking spot. You better very park much exactly the, that. You better park in that spot. Which is also really it's a really nice planet for the outer rim. Yeah, it is. It is. The outer rim likes to repurpose a ton of the stuff that we've seen used in war. And we see a lot of that stuff repurposed here, but also shiny. Yeah. Super, super shiny. Right. So we get like everybody kind of it's uh, it's it's they're refurbished, but they're definitely renewed. Yeah. Uh, And the and the interesting thing, too, is that, you know, we didn't we got like kind of the sub uh, suborbital kind of shot of this planet in one of the trailers. And because of the dome, we like all had assumed it was or a lot of people had assumed that it was a flashback to Mandalorian before the planet had been glassed. Yeah, so, it did definitely look know, like that. It teased us in the wrong direction. I didn't watch like the that. trailer, which I yeah. didn't know if that was something I was allowed to not do since I have the yeah. show. You but totally can do that. I totally but I'm gonna, didn't. I'm gonna bother. I'm gonna bother you all season about it. But well, we. I guess that's everything that was shown in the trailer is not shown. Yep. So, well, there's one more thing that. that's. One more thing that's coming up, I'll call out it that, that I when I think last week. So I made I made two mistakes last week. Uh that I'm self-correcting. No one has caught these. Uh I forgot to mention Chopper as part of the ghost crew. Chopper mm-hmm. had a live action, Chopper had a live action cameo in Rogue One at uh the Yavin base. Um, I did get then, a text message about that. Okay. Well, so so I didn't, but mm-hmm. you did. So yeah, um, so again we did not we get prefer- to the Chopper. I am so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, how I could forget Chopper is uh, very, very mean of me. Um, again, you know, don't text Aaron that send a Venmo. And <laughs> and now we've got this little bit of. Um, oh, God. I, now I've forgotten what I've, I've forgotten my own self-correction. Uh, <laughs> Andy, you're going to forget it two weeks in a row. Make notes, buddy. Notes. I know. I know. I know. I know. You've got notes. Yeah, I need them. Wow. Too many things. Too many things. There really are. Remember all these things? things? There's too many yeah. things. Too Show many. me your chain code, Andy. <laughs> Indeed. Show me your chain code. <laughs> yeah. To get into the city, they have to show their chain code. <laughs> Which was great. I loved it. Yes. It's like, hey, show me your ID. And by the way, also show me your family tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just in case someone in your family also owes me money. Oh, good. It's you two. We're going to send you straight to the top. We have business for you too. You know, like they recognized Dinjar and, and Bo Katan Crease and went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, our leaders want to see you. Yeah. They were, yeah. And they were 
welcomed by some shiny black droids. Yeah. Which I feel like we've seen these droids before. Maybe not these specific ones, but we've definitely seen these models. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen some in all shiny black before, too. Yeah, I think we have um, the the protocol droid is an RA seven droid, and that's um, there's Which a very in the first 1977 yeah, Star Wars. I was gonna say it's in the new, it's in a New Hope. Um, some people called it the insect droid because it had these like weird fly like kind of bul- buggy uh, eyes. bulbous buggy eyes. Um, and then we get you know basically and it talks uh, like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and then we get uh, you know basically a super shined up uh, astromech droid. Um, and so, you know, but the 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 notion here is because they're black that they were uh, imperial droids. And so there is kind of that, you know, hey, what do you expect? You know, it's the outer rim. Like, who knows what we're walking into? Yeah. And a ton of their stuff is repurposed imperial sure. stuff, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great because we end up going and seeing the king and the queen, which is played by Jack Black and Lizzo, of course. Did you love the did you love the back the shot the dolly shot that was them walking into the king and queen's area and it looks just like cloud city like I did like that a lot actually yeah yeah so I I had this like and we've and we even have kind of a little bit of ominous music um and then it isn't until they push through the doors that we get this like rococo like vibrant full colors and apparently you know flute music which is you know which should have been our first sign that we were going to see Lizzo. Uh, and or it is Jethro this like, Tull. <laughs> or <Jethro Tull. laughs> but, um, but I thought that was a, I thought that was a really cool little moment um, on that lead in. I really like that. It's funny is as Jack Black is talking and being full grand King Jack Black, I'm like, that hammerhead's got a translator on, it, you know. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I'll get to you, uh, I'll get to you, and while you're there at the end of the table, but I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all of the aliens here, right? Yeah, you uh, recognize a ton of these. Frog yeah. lady's back, and frog, frog lady is back. Was in an endangered species when we last saw. Yes. Yeah. And so, so I'm like, is doing this better. the frog lady? I don't is just another frog lady because I think it's another we frog lady. We thought we were saving her whole species. So I don't know. Like, is this one of the eggs Grogu didn't eat? I want to know more about frog lady. <laughs> you have questions, right? These are the kind of questions that we could we could get answered from Wick from Rick Famuyiwa. And yeah. like <laughs> next time. There's no I way it that... wasn't Misty Roses. It looks like she was all yeah. over this episode. Yeah, um, she was she's the actress that also plays some Ugnaughts and stuff. And she also, yeah, so she played Queel and um, she played the alien bartender in last week's episode. Um, oh, did she? Who who brings the, yeah, who brings the um, the holophone out to uh, Carson Tiva? the best job, dude. She yeah. just shows up and they put her in different alien costumes. Yeah. So cool. She's awesome. Yeah. Ah, so good. Yeah. And so then uh, there's also the same like species that Sny Snub is from yes. Return of the Jedi. And we see some of like, what's the species of the band in most? Oh gosh, um, I one of them's at the table. Yeah, all I could think of was the modal nodes. Was um, is the that's the that's that's the band name. But yes, um, ah, I'm sure their favorite band is the modal nodes. They're the Beatles of of that species. And then 
<laughs> but also the guards that are in the room are wearing repurposed stormtrooper uniforms. Yes. Not and the helmets, wearing... but they have some of like the protective armor they're... with some like scarves and stuff. Yeah, the armor and, and actually the way that they're shined up and everything, you know, we get a little bit of that repurposed deal, but we definitely see that, you know, it's not. Uh, so when we think about, you know, seeing stormtrooper, uh, stormtroopers in the outer rim, um, we think of, you know, stormtroopers on Navarro, uh, who, you know, they look like they had been going through a lot of different cycles on like dusty planets and everything else. And so we get these like really nice. Um, and they've got batons because they can't have weapons, um, but they've got the armor and so sort like of a whole amnesty nation. It is like a whole amnesty nation. Which deal, Jack Black so. is wearing an amnesty badge, that, just like uh, Pershing, just was like Pershing, and yeah. and yep, and and Kane. It's the Arabesh A that's been brought up. Um, and so that definitely is, uh, you know, like there is, um, I think there's some, it's interesting to hear some people, you know, kind of asking like, how long do they have to, to, you know, wear that? Like, you know, is it like this mark that they have to Apparently forever? Wear? Yeah. Forever. Like, um, oh man, is she, uh, is it not, not an issue tip? Sorry. Um, Are you looking up the species now? It is a biff. Yeah. I was like a biff. I had my Jamie, I, I had my Jamie moment. Where I was like, I can't, I can't not know the the species. They're, they're called Biffs. I would have thought that was just a shorter name for a longer name. But there we go. They're Biffs. Yeah, they're Biffs. B I T H. Thank you for From addressing the the, the bantha in the room, Andy. Yes, I. You know that was the bantha in the room. We were going to get notes on that. I know. So mm-hmm. saved. But I do also love the banthas were played by by elephants. They were played by elephants. the original two great? Banthas that were in the first movie were just elephants with costumes on top of them. Yes. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super fun. It's super cool. Like when I learned because I went back and watched like the making of like the first movie that was this originally a low budget movie. Yeah. You know, you don't think about all the things that had to go through for that. And that was one of them that they had. I forget if they only had one elephant that they just shot twice or if they had two elephants. I think they but ended up is. having two elephants, but they basically had like un, one A like singular elephant for a lot of the scenes. And then they like had the second elephant for um, one of the long distance shots, I think. And of course, much like Princess Leia, Jack Black and Lizzo are both royalty and elected officials. Yes. Isn't that interesting? How fun. They played the, the popularity card in one. Yeah. It worked they out. also seem pretty happy about it, although yeah. they do have a bit of a problem. If you wouldn't mind looking at the view, they take Din Djarin and Bo-Katan to the side. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, let's look out the window before we talk about a problem. I don't want to say this in front of all the people. We're and drinking is, our weird juice. This is kind of a trope, right, where uh, where the royalty or the leaders are actually like, you know, being held hostage by their own people or their own guards. Right. And yeah. so that's what I had kind of expected uh, their problem to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, they don't want to lose any of their popularity. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Lizzo wanted to hold the baby. Yeah. He, yeah. Din's like, well, the baby doesn't like to be held. And she's like, well, what if I hold a fish? Yeah. And of course, we know that baby will eat a fish. And In fact, when he yeah. stared, yeah, because he stared at fish or the frog lady for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are we going to have some beef? Are we going to see some more frog egg problems? Because that was a problem I still am unsure of how I feel about. 
you have lots of questions about that. And listeners, longtime listeners will know <laughs> that you're very concerned about uh, yes. about Gro- Grogu's uh, Grogu's potential um, potential harm that he has done. Uh, and you know, they just I think you called him. Uh, did you call him a jerk or a dick? when uh during that, that episode <laughs> I, I don't know but i know that i was not happy about it, it was not a you were very you're very not very chill. upset yeah yes. no no it was the opposite of chill like 100 yeah, i was not chill you're not allowed to eat a mother's eggs in front of the mother <laughs> when she's an endangered species and have me yeah. just go oh that's cute yeah what a fun <laughs> thing we're doing this episode <laughs> Oh, genocide? Yeah. Just the most adorable genocide out of everything. <laughs> Not chill. But uh, we found out that they're having a droid problem on this planet. Yeah. The droids are malfunctioning, and they show a couple droids. There's uh, some battle droids, and we got the chef droid from Book of Boba Fett having an issue. Yeah, we got a Rick, uh, one of the rickshaw droids that is um, that is like repurposed to be like a refuse droid that's uh, mm-hmm. that freaks out and and basically is is done with dealing with the trash. So we got a classic <laughs> Isaac Asimov problem. Yeah, yeah. Like the robots are starting to turn. Yeah, and nobody knows like nobody knows why. Exactly. And so they're like, all right, let's go figure this out. We're going to go talk to um, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Oh, wait, no. Lieutenant they... or, or Superintendent Hellgate, I think. <laughs> Could you have a more on the nose name? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, again, we watch with the credits or I mean with the subtitles on. So, you know, so Hellgate is is mentioned when he is speaking and you know, you're like, "Oh, it's Doc Brown." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, not not actually." Right? And I'm like, "Oh, great, a Klingon? We got an actual <laughs> Klingon now in the Star Wars universe?" Oh, man. And he's oh. like, "Hey, if there's any problem, I got this red button here." You know, like <laughs> Batman in the 60s. The way Commissioner Gordon had that big red button that you push when there's a problem. Hey, every gas station has a red button, right? That's the emergency shutoff for all the pumps. Yeah, well, this emergency shutoff turns all of <laughs> the droids violent. They go back well, to the- their military training. <laughs> Spoiler. I love that he says that the red button is a failsafe that will that will basically deactivate them all. Right. Pulling yeah. an pulling an Anakin Skywalker, uh, you know, people I think some people forget Destroy why the hive mind. Yes. I think some people forget why Anakin Skywalker was on Mustafar and, and he was on Mustafar, in other words, to deactivate the droid army. Right. So he was taking out the the manipulated puppet leadership of the separatists and he was doing uh, he was doing that. And then he was taking out all the droids. So we got Which I am a fan of puppets. Yes, you are a fan of puppets, but I love that, you know, in the control center, we've got uh, in the control center, um, we've got this button and, you know, it's like nobody pushed the button. Uh, and it turns out it actually doesn't do what the guy says. Uh, it of course does it doesn't. So. Like every good Scooby-Doo episode. How yeah, could it? Of course. You know, and so they're like, you know, we'll get right on it. Let's go talk to the Ugnots because we know they're <laughs> they're the critters we have a problem with. Well, if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna try to get a lead on what's going wrong with droids and you don't have any Anzellans available, 
then you're going to go then you're going to go to the Ugnaughts. Which is a species we first saw in Cloud City that was fixing up the droids for Cloud City. It makes sense to have the Ugnaughts here. Yeah, 100%. I love that they're there and I love that they don't care that Mandalorian are talking to them. Yeah. Completely ignoring them until <laughs> Din name drops Quill, which I didn't realize Quill was famous amongst the Ugnaughts. Yeah, I th- that is a I think that's a debatable point. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about whether or not him saying like, I don't know. So so you could think of, you know, Quill being someone who purchased his own uh, his own freedom. You know, he could be somebody who is sort of known among. So was there a, a legend of that or is there? They're, but they definitely it stopped them in their tracks. I the think Ugnots. it was more. I think it was more. I know an Ugnot, and then what's what? So like they were like, oh, he knows an Ugnot, and then he finishes with the appropriate move. I have spoken, uh, and I think yeah. those two. I think those two things together are what really like were like, oh, okay, because um, but we don't really have any at least in universe canon that shows that there's any story about Quill. Um, you know, like, yeah, but like the name dropping of that, like I know how to talk to him. Hey guys, I know Quill. I've yeah. spoken. Well, no, and, I know, I know, I you know, I know the Ugnot Quill. Yeah. So, so that you know, like to me is the the little piece there. And you know, this is one of those moments where you know, you, I could see, <laughs> I could see somebody deciding they're going to backfill in a comic, uh, comic one shot, or something along those lines that is like the legend of Quill. And that would give like some acts, you know, some. Yeah, I'm curious to know if it. he's famous amongst the. Yeah. The other Ugnaughts or not, or it's just like, I know an Ugnaught and they're just like, well, no one really knows us except for us. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Like, All that's right. neat, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's- but, it, but it's kind of like if you see a Cubs fan, you're like, OK, I'm going to probably like not totally blow this person off. Right. Yeah, but it also kind of feels like the guy that goes into the job and is like, well, you know what? I know your manager, so you're going to do this my way. And you're like, oh, <laughs> go ahead. Call my manager. You're going to use your call, one call a year to him to complain because you walked in. <laughs> Ugh. But either way, they're like, we're not doing anything suspicious. They're being yeah. suspicious on their own. And so they go to the loading docks where we see the battle droids are now yeah. used in and the like docks. any good, like any good Law and Order episode, you gotta <laughs> like go to the docks. Law and order. Exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> and their Mandalorians are playing good cop, bad cop. Like, hey, let's yeah. just talk to the battle droid straight up. He's not giving us any Roger, Roger. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and then Din's like, ah, I'm gonna mess with him. Yeah, I'm gonna get aggressive, like a like an always sunny character on the docks. <laughs> He's like. Mad dog, and I'm like, what is it when you juke at a at a thing to see if they flinch? He's like, yeah, he's trying to psych him out, right? Yeah, he's trying to psych out every B one battle droid that's walking past until one of them goes all Boston mechanics on him. Yeah, and, and flips he, out. He, he flips out, and then we get you know. So he finally, he finally at least uncovers one of uh one of the malfunctioning droids there could have been others i love that he gets uh for his indignance of kicking people he gets uh he gets a a righteous backhand uh Mm -hmm. from from that battle droid that really just floors him uh i love i love a good chase scene well you get the the blade runner chase scene you always dreamt of from a law and order chase scene 
and we get in there a little uh a little mario power jump with uh bo katan and, and her jetpack which was mm-hmm. incredibly hilarious uh the interior of the city has definitely like an attack of the clones uh when when yeah Obi-Wan there was a moment and, where i was like wait are we back in coruscant like i yeah little it was kind of it was kind of cool same. yeah yeah but it was uh what was it with the chase scene Going with the theme of the episode, they should have ran through doors and then gone out other doors and had a full yeah. Scooby-Doo in the hallway moment. <laughs> but, but instead, they, they ended did... up doing the they did they did the cop show, this like seventies cop show thing, where like you go this way and then I'm gonna go around like the shortcut yeah. and then I'm gonna jump through a window and tackle the droid. Yeah, like he's just some kind of street thug holding a purse. Yeah, and then just like Wally, just some. Some good old little droids show up just to rope it off and let everyone know there's a crime scene now. Back did off. You, Here we go. Did you love did you love the hologram police tape? I love the hologram. Yeah, love police tape. <laughs> the hologram police tape with Arabish caution. Do not cross. Uh, yeah, with just a bunch of little white droids. Look like that's all they do all day is just caution yeah. off little areas. Yeah. Super no, cute. I loved and they like put the pylons out and the pylons were like floating and they marked off the area mm-hmm. and you could walk through it. Right. Cause Din, cause Din and Bo walk through it to leave. But, um, and I love the little like counselable, the little counselable, which droids. I was really confused about. Cause yeah, there's not like a detective droid that shows up to be like, Hey, you're le- fleeing a crime scene. Yeah, no, there's not. Right. No, but, you nothing know, they, stopped them at all. In fact, they're just like, they just picked up their. Uh, sport pad. Yeah, just a little spark pad that just said, like, what was the name of the bar? It was the resistor. And uh and and Doug uh Doug the dog from uh Screen Crush uh, apparently is doing the Arabish translation for Ryan Aaron now. Uh they did they did point out that the Arabish outside of the bar that they eventually go to does say uh the resistor. But yeah, so we get you know, we get uh we we get in knocking down the droid uh we get two guns bo katan uh taking the droid out uh and then we get basically i think there's a mouse droid in there somewhere by the way uh in the chase sequence there's a there's a bunch of there's a bunch of easter eggs like hidden around in the different little spots um there is an ugnot in the in the crowd that is like a, is like waiting on uh, so they're I was not happy to have, no, no, they're not. Well, they're not all in like the bowels of the subterranean world. Um, but I caught that this morning because it was like someone at a small, you know, at a small height. And I had to like pause and like, oh, wait, OK, there is there is an Ugnaught. I think it was a female Ugnaught. But um, but yeah, so they get that. And then uh, and we get the like the I love the the ma- basically the droid equivalent of the matchbook uh, that they find on the malfunctioning droid. And that sends them to the resistor this bar now isn't the bolt that's on c-3po in the first uh star wars movie called a resistor bolt it is called a resistor bolt yeah so i thought that that was a reference to that yeah it's not i don't think i mean i, I mean no one else has called that out but like the resistor no, bolt every- is what the jawas are putting on the droids to make sure they weren't running away yeah and now this bar is the resistor yeah I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, that that they had. And then, you know, because we're worried about this being um, because we're worried about this being like an uprising, um, I think that that, you know, I, that 
was a you know meant meant to put us in oh oh uh sorry so our own correction so someone won't have to send us a uh it is a restraining bolt not restraining bolt i'm sorry sorry. guys that's why no one else is saying it i'm being a jerk no no i i was just like i was like Something's not right. I will send My the Spidey sense was a little bit correct off. Us. That's right. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Just send it to ourselves. Um, but but the resistor um, resistor is something that is part of circuitry. Um, you know, something that will be able to store uh, something that stores power and then can discharge power at different points. Um, so, I do like when they head to the droid bar. They go down an alley. Like Gonk yeah. Droid kind of like turns yeah. around to look at them as they go in. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I I loved the gong trade and and I always love because you can kind of like once you know what a gong trade sounds like and the different little like murmurings of gong Ooh. trades, you'll Ooh. notice that they're kind of in the background a little and oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So this was a definitely cool um to see the gong trade kind of like hanging out outside of the bar. Um, it did look like it was a clear a clear dome uh, gong troid, like the one that was in the town square for Navarro. Navarro had like the, Ooh, the like high the end gong troid. Yeah. yeah, one of the more recent. Um, but yeah, so they get we get a little bit of like, you know, droids kind of milling around the entrance uh, and then they're coming in. So uh, and then we the, go to I, a droid I, bar, which I, I'm so excited for a droid bar. I was just going to say I was thoroughly excited for this. This is slight, slightly spoiled by um, by the trailer. So this is the last this is the hopefully the last footage um, that is left that we haven't seen. Um, and yeah. there is this like, like someone droid, told me there was this, a droid bar in the trailer. And I was like, well, that's yep. exciting. I do like a good droid yeah. bar, which of Who course, doesn't, right? A lot of droids we've seen amongst uh, the whole TV droids. show. We got the RX-24s. Those are the pilots from Star Tours. Yes. I love that we got two of them that turn their head and look. We also saw them in uh, Book of Boba Fett being Shabbat dealers. Fett. And they're playing mm-hmm. Shabbat uh, yeah. with, with an EV droid, I believe. Yes, there's an EV droid playing. Um, there is an old... Um an old separatist droid design that is playing that has um, one is, is in the Sabak. I don't know his distinction, um, like what his call, what his call numbers are, but, um, but yeah, so there's like, they're playing Sabak, which I thought was cool. And we get a, we had a Sabak reference um, last episode in um, from Gordian Shard uh, seaweed yeah. salad, which I think this is um, the third episode and- in a row. We now get a protocol droid. That's the same as that taxi driver droid. Yep. From and Pershing. Taxi- like he- He's back. Yeah, that taxi cab driver droid is a Macquarie, an original Macquarie design for C3PO um, that was based off of uh, the Metropolis, uh, the Metropolis droid that, you know, the famous Metropolis droid. Um, we get um, so in, and there's, you know, there's a, there's a cook droid in there, which is like the chef droids. Um, there is, uh, there is a K series droid that is in there at one point, which is, uh, astromech head but it has kind of a um it has kind of like a pylon triangular pylon design instead of the normal astromech body and it's like lifting its head up and down and nice. that is a, a fan designed droid that originally appeared in obi-wan oh cool um, and uh, yeah and so the there was a fan there was a fan contest for like design a droid and it'll be in a star wars in a star wars uh, disney plus series and clearly it's it, ended up in the prop closet and for the prop yep. closet for this they went hey what are the droids <laughs> that we can just pull out and put in this thing? It looks like a lot of the like, things oh, that yeah. showed up in Boba Fett that were droids, they just pushed into this episode. Yeah, it definitely Which, did because we got, you know, a lot of the a lot of those droids for sure. 
because the Rick yeah. droid, the, the rickshaw droids were in Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, the cook droid was in Book of Boba Fett. The uh, the rabbit like, droid, almost, yeah, the all the, the droids that were used in that that Jennifer Beals bar, the Twilight bar. Yeah, yeah, those really seem all... to make their they're all here now. They're all in this episode yeah. at some point somewhere. Um, yeah, the rabbit droid shows up later, which yeah, I was excited to see. I don't know that Wikipedia has called it out, but there is um, there is a the Pershing's um, Pershing's like depending on your perspective, his probation droid or his therapist droid that asks him whether or not he's having bad yeah. feelings about uh, about um, the, the New Republic. Um, that uh, that droid model with the light up uh, light up ring eyes is like facing at you on the left hand side when you first walk in um, the that creepy the I think they're called CZ. Um, um, see, they look like kind of a white skeleton uh, protocol droid. They have that really weird, like, um, like freak show um, mask. There was one of those that was. They don't like to be there. called freak shows. Like- <laughs> I'm sorry, but but they have like a like incredibly awkward, uh, awkward face. They're protocol droids. I think they're like they're CZ, um, CZ series as well. Um, but yeah, like yeah, so is- so many good Easter eggs you walk into, and I'm like, yes. That's what I'm here for. And then, of course, like every cowboy or detective story, they go to the bartender and he's like, listen, we don't want any problems. We don't want you to be mad. We don't want nothing. You know, we just want to keep drinking here and going about our business. We don't want to lose our jobs. We're afraid our jobs are going to be taken by humans. And we know there's some that are malfunctioning, but it's not our fault. Yeah, we're like, we know they're bad apples, but it's not like, it's not our deal. Yeah, totally. We're just doing we're our here. programming. Yeah, we're just here to try to help. Which, wonderfully, Din does not feel comfortable around them. And Bo-Katan's like, they're <laughs> droids. They're programmed to respond with reason. Yeah. Chill, bro. How did Let's you feel go. about the good clap, bad clap kind of deal here? I like to call it good clap, bad clap. Yeah, yeah. Um, good clap, bad clap. I mean, it plays too formulaic. But at the same time, this episode is just all over the place with formulaic yeah. things. You're just like, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I was having way too much fun to really to dig in on that. You know, like. Yeah, I was looking at droids. I, you know, yeah. like that's. You give me a patch, a droid, a helmet to look at. I Everything else becomes secondary to this yeah. prop. A room of props that are drinking? Perfect. But our bartender lets us know that much like the buffet, there is only one type of drink on tap at the resistor. That's right. (laughs) Coors Light. (laughs) (laughs) For those that aren't in the know, Tucson, Arizona has a bar called the buffet that only serves Coors Light. And they have a golden tap on the door. Or on the wall, like letting everyone know they've sold more Coors Light than any other bar in the country. And yes. you're like, yeah, because it's the only thing you're serving. <laughs> they, but it's they do have they do have spirits, but the only beer on tap is Coors yeah. Light. You can get a bottle of beer for like seven dollars, but you can get a dollar beer of Coors Light there. And so people <laughs> sit there and just toss their dollars up. It's got to so, be two or three dollars now, but it's got to be yeah. two or three dollars now. But but Nepanthe. Nepanthe, Nepan- however we say this, uh, Nepanthe is the refreshing lubricant that all of the droids are imbibing that also apparently includes some 
reprogramming instructions included with it. Which I'll tell you, if they serve that at Disneyland, I'm buying. <laughs> That's fine. I'll yeah. take. I'll do it, even if it tastes bad. <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like the sodas in the in the ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I bought one. It's like it's still just a Coke. But you're like, yeah, but it looks like a thermal detonator. It's it's cute. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? And so then they go. To what I think is the next cameo of the episode. But maybe it's just because it's the world I live in. So they go to an autopsy place to find this battle droid. And the lady yeah. that is in charge. She's is a Jen comic. Culver. Yeah. Yeah. Jen Colbert. She's done my bar shows. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, great. <laughs> I, was, I in my notes, I in my notes, I have written down. Does Aaron know her? Uh, <laughs> I mean. In no way would I expect for her to be like, oh, Aaron, but she'd be like, oh, sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, like, and yeah, no, I've met her. We've done shows together. Great. Great. She's always been nice to me. She's always been really funny. Uh, it's weird to see somebody that you randomly see around in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I also running, did a show Bill running Burke the robot morgue. <laughs> wait, yeah. Running what? a robot I, morgue. I talked to her. Wait, what did you say that months ago? Sorry. Oh, I mean, I did a show with Bill Burr a couple months ago. Like it was oh. just like, you know, and you're like, oh, look, I'm doing a show with Biggs. All of the difference is when Bill Burr's around, there's like that air that you're dealing with somebody famous or whatever. Yeah. And they're um, like, there's not a lot of people going like, that's Biggs Mayfield. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no one did. <laughs> I was waiting to be like, should I call him Biggs and see what's up? Like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. No, no, not person. Biggs. Miggs. He's M.M. <laughs> He's not Big's Dark Lighter. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Andy. No, but like, but Jen's just if you see her around, she's just the person, you know? Like it's like, all oh, right, yeah. cool. She's uh she's handling a a droid mort. Which also, <laughs> like, why? It should be going back to being refurbished or whatever else. Like to have it in like that cooler the way they did. Like I it was a body it. that was not meant because like you know, morgues are so it's not sitting there rotting. So well, clear clearly, Aaron, they didn't want to just take it and put it back into service because that it was contaminated and it might contaminate. I get that, earth. but also there's no reason it needs to be looking so exactly like a morgue. <laughs> there is absolutely no reason, and I love it that there's like you know like when you no were a kid reason. and you went to a store that doesn't exist anymore where they're like we fix TVs, radios, and you know, VCRs and you walk in and there's just pieces of TVs, radios and VCRs everywhere. Yeah, that's kind of what it should look like. There's no but reason we, it needs to be so clean like it's medical. But also it was fun. It was definitely it, fun that they treated the droid like it was a fallen soldier or a shot cop or something. Totally amazing. And can you imagine how good they would be at repairing TVs if they kept them in morgue drawers and then they pulled it out to show you your TV? I mean, I guess I'm just going to say yes. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So we get uh, we get an interrogation, uh, a a basically imperial interrogation droid. Uh, But now instead of it being black, it's been painted white. white. So clearly it must be okay and not evil. You'd think, Andy, (laughs) but no, no, it does not like what's going on here. It does not need the secrets that are inside this droid getting out. But luckily, our hero, Din Djarin, is like, you know, I'm still carrying the Darksaber for no reason. I may as well yeah. cut this in half. 
which is good because he's actually learning how to keep like hold it that high. He really can we talk so hard for him to. No, 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 you're right. He like he he and he did it in one fail swoop, right? He did. And he put it over his shoulder, which it seems like it's been really tough for him to get it over his shoulder. Yeah. It's like a little kid with a grown man's baseball bat. He's just sort of flailing it really harshly. (laughs) I was going to say, can we talk about the design flaw? Uh, can we talk about the design flaw of the Imperial, uh, the Imperial ITO interrogation unit that it would intermingle the thing that it just removed from another droid with its own parts? Yeah, I mean, it's just you got it. You got a separation of concerns, my friends. Like you can't just like run that through. Like that's just nonsense. Anyway, I mean, that's the whole point of the episode is the droid problems. <laughs> These droids are not thinking this through. <laughs> These droids are not being slick about their overturn at all. No, no, they aren't. Uh, I do. I do love, though, that we get this like uh, we get the morgue operator doing the whole CSI, uh, mm-hmm. you know, CSI plastic, you know, plazier 15 and uh and doing the whole deal and then someone you know notices oh wait a minute there's a you know there's something written on there right um which again you brought up blade runner it's kind of like the numbers on the on the scale of the animatronic snake and blade runner right and so we get you know oh we can you know look at the the writing that's there and it turns out that the writing traces this back to the techno unit and then guess what dun 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 hellgate is part of the techno union <laughs> Of course he is. And he would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you rotten Mandalorians. (laughs) So they go 88 miles per hour right back to Hellgate. (laughs) (laughs) They ask him, I was like, hey, Christopher Lloyd, you're not the problem, are you? They knew he was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, remember that red button? I will turn them all back to their government programming of being violent and pushes the button like very american politics move you know like we're just a straight lie threatens he doesn't push the button but he threatens to push the button the button does not get pushed or else it would have been a way different ending to the episode oh i thought you old man tried it i know like like, like the old man flails at it and i was like Wait, is this just Christopher Lloyd being so old he's having a tough time with this? Or no, he just he, pretended to? He flips the he flips the the safety pr- protection thing uh, uh, open. Oh. And then and now the button is exposed. So that's why oh, you know that's that's where I got my mistake because in my mind, you touch a prop, you use a prop. <laughs> not that's in how case. that's the <laughs> That's the improv mind right there. You do not bring out a prop if you're not going to use it. Or in wrestling, you don't set up a table unless you're going through it. You don't uncover the button unless you yeah. push the button. <laughs> yeah, he gets kind of arrested by these Mandalorians and they go, well, let's take you to Lizzo. I know what she thinks about all this. Yeah. Well, we but get she's it. busy. We, we get the shock dart. <laughs> we get the shock dart from don't don't forget the 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 Bo-Katan, like I'm just gonna shoot you with the shock dart. <laughs> we well we should say from from the from the little speech that we get from Superintendent Hellgate, we find out 
pay that, you know, and, and there is like this like plot line that we occasionally will see in um, things like Tales of the Jedi or in the animated series where like maybe the separatists weren't all bad people, right? And so if you are looking at just from the window of what George Lucas shows you from the separatist perspective in episodes one, two, and three, we don't really get, you know, like that maybe the separatists were actually a, a reaction to a corrupt republic. Uh, and so we get a little bit of that from <laughs> we get a little bit of that from Christopher from Doc Brown from Christopher Lloyd. We get the Duco is uh, Duco is Jim. a genius. Yeah, Reverend Jim. <laughs> we get uh, what a great role he had on Taxi. Um, <laughs> so we get you know this Duku you know Duku was you know a misunderstood genius basically right. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, no, he's and, like he's a Duku supporter. He's a Duku everyone supporter. Everyone kind of looked at him like, oh. Yeah, like what? And then, oh, so, you can't be supporting Dooku at this time in this yeah. climate with yeah, these droids. Like, I was like, hey, just so you know, Dooku's been canceled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, Dooku was right the whole time. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> I have to block him on Facebook now. <laughs> and so, anyway, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. For folks that that are watching, you know, just the movies and just the series, you may not see that, the, you know, like there is this kind of thread of of support by separatists, um, you know, like and those that watch Andor know that, you know, Andor's um, Andor's mother and uh, father, Clem, were separatist supporters as well. So we've got a little bit of a face, you know, like the face of of what it might be to be on the other side of this. Yeah. Uh, and, Which if you know, that's not the quacker calling the stifling slimy, I don't know what is. <laughs> now, now I don't know how you feel about this line, but this line was first used by Boba Fett on Mercedes uh, Vernado in. Uh, I want to say that was in Chapter Eleven, but um, but it may have been like Chapter. It may have been in like in Chapter Twelve or so. But uh, but yeah, so Boba Fett says it. Uh, Cad Bane says it to Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we get another reappearance of it here from uh, from Hellgate, which I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. When he said it, I was like, well, there's the Andy part of the episode. <laughs> it's the mud scuffer part of the episode. Totally. And, you know, I love a I love a good forced catch line like that. And it is probably the most awkward, <laughs> the most awkward but well delivered by Christopher Lloyd, I must say. Um, so I yes. like the idea of him getting the script, reading that, and being like, "Is it important that I get that part right?" And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> word for word, you have to get that part right." <laughs> yeah, no ad libs. Yeah, you got to nail that part. Um, although he doesn't say that till later. He doesn't say it till he's actually in front of Lizzo. Lizzo sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. Exactly. Because well, she's busy playing space cro- croquet. Yes. Cheating. It's like something in the middle of like croquet or Quidditch. I. Does she know she's cheating? I mean, we know she is because Grogu's yeah. sweet on her, so he's letting her throw only perfect. Yeah, I don't know that. She, I don't know that she knows. I don't she's think cheating. she's aware that she's cheating. Grogu yeah. is using the force to make her throw perfectly. So it'd be like if I was just throwing darts wildly and they're just perfectly in the center. Yeah, but like I'm not the one doing that. Someone else's. Yeah, people but this which mountain are doing that? Now the question is: Does Captain Bombardier know? Because he has seen the Duchess play this weird. He's Quidditch acting game. like this is just her day. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Right? Like, 
Yeah, no, he really is. What a hot little, streak you're on. He's the king to uh, the <laughs> Queen of Hearts and Alice in Wonderland, where he's just <laughs> all about his wife. Be like, oh, yes, you are superior at this game today. You, this is, <laughs> you are on fire from downtown, Manette. <laughs> yes, there's an NBA, there should be an NBA Jam session version of this. Yes. Oh, boom, shaka laka, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Yeah, and that's when they bring Christopher Lloyd and they take the mask off of him like Scooby-Doo. They don't literally do that, but you know, I'm just metaphorically. Yeah, like, you know, he's running the carnival the whole time. The monster's been Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. Like, oh, no. If only it was an obvious cameo that made us know that he wasn't going to be a throwaway character. Oh, no, it's not the guy from Roger Rabbit, is it? Why, yes, it is. I would have got away with the two if it wasn't for the quacker calling the stifling slimy. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's just like, oh, I'm the cheater. You're the cheater. You guys are the yeah. one. I can't believe you guys are the ones calling me out on this. Yeah. And because they found out what the problem was, and they're like, oh, good, this can be behind us. We are now going to have a rabbit droid give you the key to the city. Yeah. Key to the city is gigantic, looks big and weird. Yeah, it is. I love it. <laughs> if they made replicas of it to hang up in my room, I'd want one. You know, like they are just ugly and hideous and undeniable to look at. I was just going to say, wouldn't it be hilarious to get that as like, you know, like somebody's like, I got a prop for you. <laughs> I paused. I love it. I paused. I rocked it back to it and paused on it. I was like, OK, I'm I'm going to look for this because there's a real good chance this is going to end up in the ship right or in some you know like background of somewhere else but yes yeah. Bo-Katan princess Bo-Katan um, gets uh, gets the key to the city and then Grogu gets knighted <laughs> he does <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a parody to even describe yeah <laughs> and then Lizzo knights Grogu of course she does <laughs> That episode, how can this not sound like a throwaway when this is what's going on? Purely because he's cute. Um, Sure. Why not? Now, this is when she knights him. That's what made me wonder if her... this is all a dream. We're well, going to wake up and see the real episode six. No, no, I knew I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when when uh, she knighted him. That made me wonder if uh, they were in cahoots. Uh, in cheating in space quidditch um i just think she's in love with that little guy you know we all are yeah of course and so boom she wins the game he's a knight there's a key to the city yeah and now we unlock we unlock the area where the mandalorians are and we can go there now yeah bing bang boom let's actually go to the actual storyline of the whole show you know now that the side quest is done well there and they're there is a you so you you mentioned Ryan Airy at the beginning. There is um there is some you know notion to the way that the New Republic charters work, where um protect like sort of regulation forces or militia are separated from the city and they're which meant to be sort of kept which yeah, they're meant sort of to be kept away from the city and not easily um accessible to the city. So there, you know, like is a little bit of of um 
political subterfuge to why they were being sort of blocked away from um, being able to see the mercenary Mandalorians. Oh, can I throw in one more weird fact? Totally. You can throw in all of them. So they're in a giant biodome. Yes, they are. The first movie Jack Black ever appeared in was Biodome. <laughs> I did not realize that was his first movie. I knew he was in Biodome, but I did not know that was his first movie. Yeah, his first on-screen appearance with Tenacious D, Jack Black and Kyle Gass are playing guitar in a park in Biodome. And now here he is. Boom, his first line in the movie was never ending story where he plays a bird. You know, like, so you're yeah. like, take that out. It's all kind of coming around. You're doing a fantasy thing and a biodome. Well, in all the stores got to, a Disney Plus, you know, it's all full circle. It's all, yeah. Everybody, it's everybody's, everybody's coming to the party. Well, you know, we talked a little bit about the, about the, the domed city. If you look at the dome, there is sort of a triangle, triangle ribbing that looks an awful, an awful lot like the Epcot Center. Um, you know, the other thing too is Bombardier being a, um, Bombardier being a former uh, Imperial and the Imperials uh, occupying Mandalore, um, they would have, you know, likely tried to like borrow or steal Mandalorian tech for making like mm -hmm. dome cities. So, you know, that I think is a little bit of a, a nod there too. So, but yeah, the biodome definitely, uh, I, I, I am, I am going to have a much better day as a result of you telling me that. Cause that's hilarious. Thank you. Absolutely. I've yes. been to biosphere two. Nice. So, you know, and I've been inside and everything. And I've seen Tenacious D live in concert twice. So there we go. Is, boom. So we it's are like sharing random facts now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, together, together, that makes sense. Apart, yeah. those two things make absolutely no sense. They're just stray facts, but together. Explosivo. That's right, guys. So, wait, so Bo Katan. Gets to see the Night Owls again. I've been waiting all season for Bo-Katan to yeah. approach the Night Owls. And who knew they were a short ride on the tubes uh, in the monorail away? Yeah, well, I mean, they were kind of waiting out there. They knew that she had to come back to her ship. They were waiting yeah. to talk to her. They have unfinished business with Bo-Katan. Yeah. And I'm sorry, his name's Axel? No, Axe. Axe. Axe, Axe is the leader now. Axe Wolves. Yeah. I did not see that coming, by the way. This whole next part, I didn't see coming. This could have been a whole season of story. And I feel like it all got so rushed and so weird at this point. <laughs> this is like why I actually get mad at the episode. Is so Axe Wolf is like, what are you going to do? Fight me? And she's like, yeah, I would like to fight you. And he's like, perfect. And so they fight for three seconds. Not even that yeah. great of a fight. And then yeah. she's like, you're going to give up? And he's like, you know what? I will give but well, we aren't going to see who's our leader because you don't I have the dark saber. I think she tries to get him to yield three times and he yields on the third time. Just yeah. Once he gets kicked in the chest. Yeah. He gets kicked in the chest. And then, you know, I, I Which, did appreciate fact about Aaron. You kick me yeah. in the chest. I yield too. <laughs> it's the moment I, did, I yield. I did like that. She's got like a little bayonet in her bracers and her, uh, that she busts out, which was, it was pretty cool. And we got, you know, We've got a little flamethrower action, right? So yep. it was a short fight, but what I'd like to point out is in uh, military field day, those are all things that the night or the, <laughs> the children of the watch practice. Every that little thing the children of the watch practice. <laughs> but no one was shooting at shooting the, water. the water. Yeah, the water <laughs> was the only thing safe. 
That's not going to happen until the next episode. Oh, yeah. water. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're like crapping on her for not having the dark saber. And then yeah. Din Djarin's like, well, wait, 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 wait. So I was knocked out. Well, hold on. Hold, oh, hold on. So the, the biggest slam that Axe has is, <clears throat> and I got a little beef with this line, um, you you allow this zealot to have the dark saber who has not a drop of Mandalorian blood in him. Why would anyone follow you? Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. Exactly. And you're just like, because he's the dark saber. Next. Yeah. That's so dumb. This is okay. Like I don't want to get too political, but it's like when someone's like, he's not my president because I didn't vote for him. You're like, well, he won the election. <laughs> He's the president now. You don't have to be happy that he's the president. But it doesn't yeah. not make him the president. You know, so he's got the dark saber. Yeah. Who cares what his blood is? He's got the dark saber. But then he's like, can I give her the dark saber? Which he tried to do last season. And they're like, no, you can't give her the dark saber. And he's like, but I want to give her the dark saber. And so he's like, no, no. Well, what so- if what if I <laughs> lost a fight to a critter and then she beats the critter? Does that make it her dark saber? And they're like, I mean, I guess. And he's like, there was a critter. Here's the dark saber. I was you know, defeated. Like, no, but it's not. A, it's not that bad. It was, but there was. You, you could that's say that's how was, I felt. I know that's how you felt, and your feelings are real. Um, but <laughs> my feelings are valid, Andy. They are. They're very valid. But I, I do think there was a moment of of quick thinking on uh, on Din's part where he's like, Hey, wait a minute. So I was defeated. The dark saber was up for grabs. Bo Katan defeated that uh, foe who defeats me, mm-hmm. and she used the dark saber doing it. That's a like that's basically a valid transfer. Yeah, he's like, so will you guys all stop fighting? And so he gives her the dark saber. Yeah, now it's hers. Now hold on, there was a lot of people well actuallying about this in uh, back in season or in the earlier part of the season in, in episode yeah. two yes. right where they were like so you know should Bo um should Bo be actually you know should the dark savior be Bo's and after they have pog soup people are like wait a minute that would have been a moment for din to like basically have handed the dark saber over at that point yeah but he didn't, right? And so, and then, like, hey, you know, if you didn't want the dark saber, if you're like, man, I don't want this burden, right? Yeah. If you were like the Charles Barkley of Mandalorians. So you're like, I don't want to be a role model, right? Yeah. Charles Charles sure. Barkley very famously like fights giant dinosaurs and doesn't want to yeah. be a role model. Slam dunked on Godzilla once. Yeah, <laughs> and Barney. Uh, so you know, like, uh, I I don't know, like. I was okay with I was okay with his his tricking the the night owls because the night owls are being stupid anyway. Wow, Andy. Wow. No, I mean so the problem they, I they, have with this. They didn't celebrate, right? So like just as a, a note here. So they did that and nobody celebrated. Not now, one yub nub out of any of them. Not one yub nub. There was it was no nubs. <laughs> So, Zero yubs. So when Sabine gave Bo Katan a dark saber and 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 Bo ignites it in Rebels, 
everybody's like, Grrr! and there's like mm-hmm. this, you know, super excited, like all these excited Mandalorians, right? So we'll see in the final two episodes. Um, and again, you asked earlier, should you trust Dave Filoni? I think you should. Um, but yeah, I was okay with this, mainly because I'm not okay with this. Let's just stop fighting about it. No. Bo-Katan, our Bo-Katan, show's about fighting. Okay, well, I'm going to be on the side of we don't need to fight about this. And you could be on the side of like we're gonna fight about it. And well, and that's yeah. how we'll go. That's how we'll go. But uh, I was okay. We all just get along. No. Well, so please. like, I have there's the storytelling problem I have. If we spent all season undoing itself, and I go, well, this is where we started last season. Yeah. What's the point? Well, well no, in it's what not, we've it's... just been doing this all these these last six episodes. It's not the it doesn't undo it because Bo-Katan it, it actually it's where Bo-Katan was before Mandalore got glassed. Um, it's not the, you know, like Gideon had Moff Gideon had the dark. I get it. Well, I got to have I have two episodes to sum this up before yeah. before I take to Twitter. And we know I have I just paid for my verified blue check yeah. mark. No. I did not. Uh, I <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay. And you're gonna go and straight I, to the top and be like, why yeah. are my eggs so expensive? And what the hell happened with season three? Why are my frog <laughs> leg eggs so expensive? <laughs> what the hell is going on with Mandalorian? <laughs> We're just handing over dark sabers now. After I was just told for two years you can't just hand over dark sabers. Yeah. I don't know. What do you give us that upset, Andy? I gave this so I had in I had an intense amount of fun. And this is kind of like saying uh your favorite your favorite album of somebody is their greatest hits album, but this was like a 10 out of 10 for me. It had wow. everything I, I had everything I wanted. Uh now granted uh sugar. It was all sugar. It was yes. all sugar. <laughs> I, I I do I do uh I do acknowledge the the lack of structure and a lot of the chaotic sort of storytelling points because we've got you know we've undone a lot of din's progress um as far as like being okay with droids and we've un you know we've gotten a little bit of uh it was way more campy than i'm sure anybody wanted um but i i do feel like this was like a this was a fun live action version of a clone wars episode and you know it really had a lot of the little It'd be great if from... I was watching a Clone Wars TV show, Andy. I know, I know. I uh, on on its whole, with all of the lore in my head loaded up, I had a blast watching this episode. Now, did it like move us in the in the direction of the epic season three that we were sold at the beginning? No, that's right. No, it didn't. But I had super fun. No, I did hear something. I know we're not in the rumor department. No, we are, but but rumors are rumors. Yeah, I heard the producer of the TV show made them put Grogu in uh, Book of Boba Fett because she didn't want Grogu to not be present for season three of Mandalorian. Oh, interesting. Which I would say when I read that, I went, well, that explains why he's just watching the season happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's he really he really is like, you know, Outside we haven't the... watched any growth from him. He's just been watching it happen because of, you know, like it seems the like darts. 
yeah, I guess there's they have the darts. There's been a little bit, I guess, but not like what it looked like it was going. If they had spread that out between three episodes, this yeah. amount of story they pushed them through in Book of Boba Fett, it it would make sense, and they could do all that at the same time as all this. Yeah. I, I do think too, there's a, there's a nasty habit that they have with, and we, we usually like applaud them for this. Um, there's a nasty habit of, of story elements that, that get cut and then they are so excited about them that they refuse to let them go. Yeah. And so like the Cad Bane, uh, the Cad Bane Boba Fett gunslinger, um, you know, sort of thing was a deleted, you know, was a pre-visual, you know, um, blocked out story element that got canceled and then they brought that back. And so I have heard some uh, rumblings that some of the things that are in um, that are in this season were basically skeletons for the beginning of Rangers of the new Republic. And yeah. that's, that's why yeah, we have there's this, been some of that too. Yeah. There's the, that's with, the awkward... now that the show is so popular, every exec wants something, some kind of control into it. And yeah. I'm watching a lot of too many cooks in this episode or like in this like season. Yeah. And so I'm really curious to see how they tie all this up or if it's just going to become a big mud bath the way that yeah. the seasons kind of felt. So I'm giving it a six out of 10, despite it being very fun. Okay. It was a very yeah. fun slide. Um, it was like going in a water slide and you're getting out and you're like, why are there so many cuts? Like, oh, there's glass in the water. And you're like, oh, it was so fun when I was writing it. But now that I'm sitting here with all the glass cuts, that's not yeah. the best. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you want? We got a slide. We just got glass in it. And so, <laughs> you know, the good old glass and the... You know, you, know, you know, the good old water slide glass analogy. Who, yeah. who hasn't thought a bit about the water slide glass? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm... Uh, just from a sheer, like, from a sheer enjoyment standpoint, I really, like, had fun with it. Um, I... I I appreciated the Ugnot pieces that were there. Um, you and I are both love droids. Um, I like all that stuff. It didn't really move the story along. And then when they get yeah. to the story, I feel like they rush right through all of it. And you're like, wait a No, but this is why I'm watching. Yeah. The Darksaber is important. Yeah. No, and, and so there is a little bit of uh, like, okay, so uh, there was a lot of fan theories around like who was Snoke, right? And everybody had all of their different theories. And then uh, the way it's presented is that Ryan Johnson wanted like his own, uh, wanted his own Game of Thrones like twist. Right. And yeah. so they just killed Snoke. Uh, and and I loved that as a like, that's what you get for, you know, basically Caring. doing doing all these predictions about who he is. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of they took that away. Now, <clears throat> I think there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of that with the the waters and the mythosaur and the dark saber and i don't know which i like that stuff but the show yeah. is confusing itself as in what direction it wants to go no no and and i i like you had said you know we had this we had this view of um and, and so here, here's here's what it comes down to is i would rather Bo and din be like friendly than them be foes and so I was okay with the dark saber going the way that it was going is because I didn't have to then have to choose sides. I was curious to watch them fight over it reluctantly. Yeah. I thought, no, I know you're not a big wrestling fan, but in the nineties, triple H fought uh, HBK and they were friends. And so it was like, why they, they were just, they had to fight. 
And so they just, he took his one finger and touched his shoulder and he fell right over and he pinned him. Because it was just like, no, this is, I thought we we're going to get something like that. Yeah. You know, like where I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I do like them being friends. I don't need them to be foes, but I also need the story to be told. I don't need a law and order thing in the middle for some reason. No matter how many droids they throw at me with it. Yeah. No, I mean, I also, I enjoy the droids. It's just a classic glass in the water slide scenario. And, you know, like, totally. Totally. Don't you? You don't want glass in your water slide. That's no hundred <laughs> percent. No, especially if uh, if the Quacta is uh, calling you slimy. Yeah, if the Quacker's calling the sniffling slimy, get out of here! <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Andy, is this the way? If the Quacta says, <laughs> yeah, apparently. It does.